the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Walking Through Your Open Door. Saints of God, God is opening doors of opportunity that no man can shut on us. Doors of opportunity for us to step into the awesome things that God has in store for me and you. Open doors of opportunity that will never benefit me and you unless we walk through. Because regardless to the reason, if we don't walk through the doors of opportunity God has opened for me and you, will never receive or achieve the things that God has for me and you. That's why it's so important for us to learn to walk through the doors of opportunity that God has opened for me and you so that we can walk straight into all that God has in store for me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. There are a lot of people that are locked out of the relationships that they started when they first hooked up with their friends because of what happened, what they said, what they did. And now, whenever they're around, isn't it somehow you lose the ability to have fun? Is that a deep concept? Somebody asked me why. Because you in jail. Because you won't set them free. You and you, you the one on lockdown. You the one all, all, all stuck up. Because you won't let them go. You trapped. Same way with family. Husbands, wives. You know, we just, you know, husbands, wives. Have trouble being in the same house together. Don't even want to go home. Everybody working overtime. Because don't nobody want to go home at any time. Wait till folks sleep, and then they come in. Come into the same room, it's like, oh, my God, you might think, you think it's a freezer section. Come into the same room, folks ain't talking, ain't just looking away, act like you don't even know you're up in there. When all this opportunity for enjoyment existed, that is now destroyed because two people having difficulty forgiving one another. Say, it's time to be free. Yeah, it is. It's time for us to get free. God wants us to get free of this foolishness. Now, Peter's question that came unto him, you know, about, Lord, how many times I got to do this? Seven times? He said, no, 70 times seven. Then he broke it down for him about the explanation of the forgiveness. Peter's question came at the end of a teaching by Jesus of the importance and power of agreement and unity. That's the context that he was talking about. He's talking about the power of agreement, the power of unity. Look back up at verse 19, just in front of it. We're in chapter 18, verse 19. 
I'm just going back that far for time's sake, but you can go back and read the whole thing in context. It says in verse 18, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that ye shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three on earth gather together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. We know that when he's there, all the power of heaven and earth is right there. But he was talking about the power of unity. Then Peter began to start talking about well, how, much I, how many times I got to forgive my person. Forget this person because he understood that this forgiveness that he was talking to was tied to him walking in the fullness of the power that comes through unity. Because, see, there's a power that's released through unity. There's a power that's released through agreement. And offense can get in the way of it. Now, when he said, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven, you must take VBBS so that I can give you the full explanation for that. Praise God. Because it's off the chain. But what he's talking about is agreement with heaven. Not talking about slinging devils. He's talking about agreement with heaven. And, but see, as long as I'm in agreement with heaven, all the power of heaven and earth can now flow through me to be able to cause it to be just as if Jesus was right there in the midst of me and another person. Need you again, Reverend Baby? Now, stand right there. This is heaven. Heaven. I got to tell the truth. This is heaven. <laughs> Blessed. No, I mean, no offense, bro. You are. She probably think you heaven, but this heaven. Amen. And so heaven got all the power, all the money. She do too. Praise God. You don't believe me? She got all the money. Praise God. Hey, I know the husbands will say amen. Praise God. But she got the money. She got the power. She got all of what it is that God has in store for her. And so, but yet, I must agree with her. Stay right there. I must agree with her and come into agreement with her for the power to be able to flow through me now. But see, what ends up happening is that many times there's another person, too, that, they're in, that, she's, in, that she's in agreement with also. And so, grab her hand. So in order for her, for, for the power to be able to flow like it's supposed to with me, if I'm in agreement with heaven, I got to be in agreement with him too. But the moment I stop being in agreement with him, I've just come out of agreement with heaven, which means that the power of God can't flow. That's why this whole context of this teaching is forgive so that you can get back into agreement with the person, which allows you to demonstrate the fact that you are actually in agreement with heaven because heaven is cool with him. Heaven is all right with him. So, but if I got a problem with him, then not only am I uh, disconnected from him, but I'm out of agreement with heaven now. And if I'm out of agreement with heaven, the power of heaven can't flow in my life. But in order for me to have the power flow, I got to, got to, got to, got to get in agreement with him as well as him. Because it benefits me. Because otherwise, I can't speak to nothing and cause it to move. Otherwise, I can't cause nothing to happen. That I want. When I lay my hands on things, it will not prosper because that's the promise of a person that's in agreement with God. Does this make sense? Y'all thank them for, for helping me, please. 
So the context that he was talking about in is, man, come in agreement, stay in agreement with folk, and don't let stuff get between you, because the moment get things get between you, instead of me being in the midst of you and them, now Satan is in the midst of you and them, and Satan will release his power into your life, which causes strife, confusion, and every evil work, and all the other things that he wants to cause to manifest in your life has opportunity now to manifest. But he said, no, stay in agreement with me. That's why he said, I don't care if it's 70 times 7. I don't care if it's 70 times 70 times 7. However many times it takes in order to keep the power connected and keep the power flowing, you do it. I'm teaching real good right now. See, this is a principle that's been going all through Scripture. Everybody say all through Scripture. Let me show you one. Turn over to Genesis chapter 13. I take you all back to the Old Testament. Now, here this is, this guy named Abram, Abraham, whom we call the father of faith, or the first one that was walking, well, not the first one, but the one that God uses as an example of how he wants us to walk in faith. Let's see what happened with him. We'll start reading in verse 1 of chapter 13. And Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and lot with him into the south. And Abram was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. I'm still trying to figure out how folk figure that. If you're supposed to walk with God, you're supposed to be broke. When the Bible teaches us opposite all the way through it. Praise God. But Amen. And he went on his journeys from the south, even to Bethel, unto the place where his tent had been in the beginning between Bethel and that joint. Unto the place of the altar, which he had made there at the first And there Abraham called on the name of the Lord. See, he didn't forsake the name of the Lord either. And Lot also, which went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. Look at that. Lot had some flocks. Lot had some herds and Lot had some tents. But it wasn't because of Lot that he had them, that Lot had them. It was because Lot was hanging with Abram. Because Abram was blessed of the Lord. And it's a funny thing about hanging around people who are blessed of the Lord. You'll become blessed of the Lord too. Your stuff will increase also. Because when Lot left a while back with Abram, he had nothing. All he had was Uncle Abe. But now, because he's hanging with Uncle Abe, he now also has uh, flocks of his own. He got stuff of his own. He got a tent of his own. Life getting better now. Look at him. Now, I know he's grateful. I know he's thinking in his heart like, man, Abe, as far as I'm concerned, Abe can't make no mistakes. As far as I'm concerned, Abe the man. As far as I'm concerned, Abe is right all the time. If Abe say it, I'm doing it. If Abe is, is, is all right with it, I'm all right with it. Because me and Abe, look at my lot. Let me look what I got. Because of Abe. Oh, see, Abe, I love you, man. Abe, Abe, he's my man. If he can't do it, nobody can. Verse 6. And the land was not able to bear them, for they might dwell together. For their substance was great so that they could not dwell together. It's not talking about that they couldn't get along. It was talking about the fact that it was just, I mean, there's only so much grass for all these flocks. So they're like, we got to do something about this. I know they could easily sit down and just come up with an amiable solution for each and every one of them. And there was a strife between the herdsmen of Abraham, Abram and the herdsmen of Lot's cattle and the Canaanites and the Parasites Dwell there, dwell then in the land. And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdsmen and thy herdsmen, 
for we are for we be brethren. Stop for a second. Look at A. See a man of faith, for real. Because what does he say? Let's not have no strife between us, man. Let's not have no strife. He could have walked up to him and said, Hey, punk. Only reason why you got herds and herdsmen and all this stuff is because you hanging with me. Now you just shut up and sit down and be quiet and let my stuff eat first and, and then yours eat later. But look at love, how it operates. He said, hey, hey, let's not let no strife between us. He says trying to settle the, settle the strife and cause peace to be able to manifest. See, people of God are peacemakers. Might not be peace there, but we peacemakers. We extend the gauntlet. We extend the, the olive branch, you know, rather than the left hook. We extend it. So he said that to him. And let's see what else he said. He said, is, verse 9, is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. And if thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. And if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. Stop for a second. Paraphrase. He's saying, look, I tell you what, man, all this land is mine anyway. Everything God said is all, it's all us anyway. So I tell you what, you just choose what you want. And whatever you choose, I'll take whatever's left. Whatever you say you want, I'll take the other part. Once again, look at love and operation. He could have easily said, no, this the way it's going to be, sweet. That corner over there yours. All the rest of this is mine. Because you, you wouldn't have been here in the first place. But let's see what he did. Lot said, or Lot would have said, no, no, a." I mean, I'm blessed because of you. So because of that, I'm willing to just extend things to you. But no, strife was in the middle of it. Verse 10 says, And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plains of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord just destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the gardens of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zoar. Then Lot chose him all the plains of Jordan. And Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves the one from the other. Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent toward Sodom. Stop for a second. Of course, he looked up, and he looked around, and he saw that, that, that this one plain over here near Sodom and Gomorrah was the most lush, the most plush, the most well-watered, and the best land. Now, he got his stuff because of Abraham. And so you would have thought he said, Abe, take that. I'll take whatever's left. He said, you say I can have whatever I want? Give me the best. You take the less. Isn't that the way most of us feel when we've been jammed by somebody? That they trying to take the best and we get the less? That they get the most, we get the least? That they seem like they getting over and we the one that seems like we being left behind with nothing? Just took the, the best of my years, the best of my life, the best of my money. You just, you just took it. And I'm just supposed to be happy with you? Now, you would have thought that if Abraham act like some of us, he'd have like went off. He'd have been like, I tell you what, herdsmen, kick their tail. Give me my, all the sheep is actually mine. Give them all back. Send him back home to his daddy, ungrateful little sucker. You'd have thought he'd have said something like that. Hey, man, you'd have thought he said something like that. It says, verse 12, Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot, and Lot dwelled in the city of the plains. Of course, he just went to Canaan. Verse 14, and the Lord said unto Abraham, of course, after Lot had separated from him, lift up now thine eyes. Now, why did he say now thine eyes? 
because of what you just did and how you just conducted yourself and the character that you conducted yourself with. Lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land which thou seest to thee will I give thee, will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed be also be numbered. All right? Remember, at that time, he didn't have kid the first. Arise, walk through the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. Glory to God. And, of course, then Abraham removed his tent and came and dwelt in that place, a uh, 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 plain of Mamre, which is in uh, Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. Now, look what he did. Because he operated in that character, God came through for him. Power of God was released, and he multiplied and increased. Whereas God said, because you was willing to give him that and not fight for it and argue for it and remain in strife as a result of it, because you didn't try to, like, you know, uh, uh, fight back against him, he said, because you did that and operated the way a man of faith actually operates, now, because of that, you look around. Everything that your eyes look at is now yours. Before, the promise was whatever your feet dwell, your, your choose tread upon is yours. Now, whatever you see is going to be yours. See, God, the power of God is released to a person who's willing to operate in this kind of stuff. That's why, in order to understand, in order to walk through that door, Satan is going to try to cause something to happen between you and your lot so that you can then get upset about it. And then all that that God had promised you will not become yours. All that it is that God intended to you for you will not become yours. And we already know that because Lot did what he did the way he did it, just like uh, uh, Abraham got blessed because of it, although that was the most plush land at that time, because there were no altars built for God and because it was something that was received in strife, then whatsoever that man sowed, that's what he reaped because what ended up happening was, well, you know what happened. Sodom Gomorrah, Gomorrah is no more. It was taken over by homosexuals. Praise God. Don't get, don't get quiet on me. It was taken over by homosexuals and stuff. The Bible says every man in the city was a homosexual. Praise God. Every man, because diseases spread if they're not checked. Are you listening to me? Keep not checking this one. See what happened. It happened before, it's going to happen again. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Enough on that right now. But, you know, it turned in such a way where he ended up losing his family, losing his wife, losing everything else. But why is that? Because of strife. Because he was the one that continued to operate in strife, and he was the one that was trying to get the most out the deal. And so because of that, he ended up getting jacked up. Now watch this, if that wasn't good enough. Turn to Genesis chapter 14. Now we know, whatsoever man sow of that shall he so reap, right? Okay. Genesis chapter 14, start reading verse 11. It says, and they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their victuals and went their way. In case you're wondering who they are, go back and look from verses 1 through uh, 11, 1 through 10, and it'll explain you that these kings got together. And they went to battle and they just took up and took over the land where Lot was living in. And they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their victuals and went their way. And they took Lot, Abraham's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom and his goods and departed. And there came one that had escaped, which means that evil started coming to him based upon the evil that he did. 
continued to come to him to the point that now he done lost everything. Now he's somebody else's slave and servant and stuff like that. He said, and there was one that had escaped and told Abraham the Hebrew, for he dwelt in the plain of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of that dude and brother of that guy. And they were confederate with Abram. And when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he said, no better for him. He said, no better for him. Played me like that. Jam me. When I wasn't even supposed to take him in the first place, Genesis chapter 12, I was, God told me to get, to, for me to go into this place and leave my father's house and leave my kindred. And I left with none of my kindred but Lot. Because he wasn't completely obedient to do what God told him to do. He went and took Lot with him anyway. And so now Lot in trouble in the land that he chose to go to. That he took and stole from me. And now he in trouble. And I'm getting word. I get a phone call talking about how he in jail or he in trouble. Or he about to lose his house or he about to lose this. Or, 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 or he all jammed up and, and, and sitting over there all cracked out and crying. And word came to Abram say, hey man, this is what's happening to your, your son-in-law, your brother, your, your nephew, your nephew. He said, man, no better for him. Forget him. Good. You shouldn't have touched God's anointed. Shouldn't have came against me as blessed as I am. Is that what he said? That ain't in your Bible. Let me look again and see if it's in my Bible. Dang, it ain't in my Bible either. And when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants born in his own house, 318, and pursued them unto Dan. Now stop for a second. You need to go back and begin to start adding up or, or go to the, um, what you call it, the uh, commentaries and begin to start adding up how many people this 318 people went up against. They went up against thousands. Now hold up. I ain't do nothing wrong. All I did was handle my business. I even forgave you for the stupid stuff that you did. And now you in trouble and I'm going to put my life on the line to be able to help you? Yeah, if you're a person that truly forgives. Yeah, if you're a person that's really of faith. But if not, then you'll just sit back and say, yeah, I forgave him, but still won't help folk. Yeah, I forgave him, but still won't bless folk. Why? Because I'm not putting myself out there. He and all his people got together, armed themselves, and went unto there to be able to rescue him. See, this is a time for restoration of families, and part of that is going to be you going some of us are going to rescue people who should not be rescued if we look at it based upon what they did to us. But if we look at it based upon the fact that I'm a child of God, I'm a man of God, I'm a woman of God, I'm a person of God, I'm a person of faith, then let's go. Strap up. Let's get cock locked and ready to rock. Why is that? Because they got my nephew. See, he didn't see that my nephew jammed me. None of that comes up in the, stu- in, 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 in the statement at that time. Only thing that comes up is my nephew in trouble, posse up. My nephew in trouble, posse up. Let's go. It's time to handle some business. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. hope that you're learning a little bit more about the open doors of opportunity that God has opened for us. I hope that you're also learning the importance of those doors being walked through by us. I also hope that your faith is rising in the fact that God has not only opened doors for me and you, 
but that he opens those doors so that he can bless and use me and you. So let's believe God's word is true and benefit from the things that our loving God does for me and you. So come on, saints. Let's walk through every open door of opportunity that God has opened for me and you and not miss out on a single thing that God has in store for me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after sober. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And speaking of coming through, I invite all the saints in San Antonio and surrounding area to an exciting, spirit-filled evening that's being held at Word of Faith just for you. This Saturday is New Year's Eve, so we invite all of you in San Antonio and surrounding areas to join us to our New Year's Eve service so that we can bring in the New Year's together in the house of God, praising God and hearing from Him what He has planned for us in the new year to come. So come on and join us at Word of Faith Christian Center San Antonio on New Year's Eve night at 9.30 p.m. where saints from all over San Antonio and surrounding areas will be coming together to praise and worship God in celebration of the year that He has brought us through and the new year that He has in store for me and you. There's a wonderful reception that will follow the service where those who choose to remain can remain and continue to celebrate together. Dining divine, enjoying the new wine of the Holy Ghost. VIP transportation service and child care are available at no charge for this too. So come on through. We'll be glad to see you and your family in the house of God, praising God too, just like all of us ought to do. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word to have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.